Welcome to Reinventing Professionals, a podcast hosted by industry analyst Ari Kaplan, which shares ideas, guidance, and perspectives from market leaders shaping the next generation of legal and professional services. This is Ari Kaplan, and I'm speaking today with Rick Merrill, the founder and CEO of Gavalytics, a litigation analytics company. Hi, Rick. How are you? I'm great. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm looking forward to speaking with you today. So tell us about your background and the genesis of Gavalytics. I'm a former big firm litigator. I spent between six or seven years at Greenberg Troerig here in Los Angeles as part of the real estate litigation group. The genesis actually of this business came from trial losses. Trials in general are rare at the big firm level. And I only had a few of my cases make it all the way to trial. Both were bench trials. In both cases, we were remarkably unsuccessful. <laughs> the after action report in both cases focused on the judge and said uh, basically that, oh, you know, the judge hated us or the judge hates Goldman Sachs or this judge never grants summary judgment. Those were the complaints. And those complaints struck me as rather unsophisticated. Frankly, it was the sort of thing that a multi billion dollar law firm should know. By the way, this is like 2012, 2013. I assumed at that time that perhaps Lexis or Westlaw or Bloomberg had a product that could tell us information about state court judges, which is where I typically practiced as opposed to the federal district courts. There was no product that did it, there was nothing close. So I left Greenberg in 2015 to start the business, but really it was born of necessity. Since then, why has research into litigation analytics become so attractive? Litigation analytics has really matured a bit over the last several years. It's got a long way to go. We're still in the early adopter phase for most law firms, for most corporate legal departments and insurance companies, which are the three verticals that we sell into. But interest has increased in these products because they're better than ever before. Before meaningful analytics existed, the most you could do was Google your judge or maybe look at the website of a law firm to look at opposing counsel's bio. You couldn't do anything meaningful. And now that the feature sets have improved so much, you can drill down into the level of motion practice in our product, for example, to analyze judges, to analyze other participants in lawsuits, and you can analyze outcomes and all this. Imagine a sports world where you couldn't measure thing in sports. If you had no idea if a baseball hitter could hit pitching or not, that would be a strange world. That was the world we used to be in in litigation. So even though there were billions and billions and billions of dollars at stake, you just couldn't empirically know anything. And that always used to annoy me. So as these tools have matured, and ours in particular in state courts, the number of use cases for them have really proliferated. Law firms understand it better than ever before. As the platform's power has improved, so too has the usage. Can you give us a sense of how you gather this data? We get just about all of our information directly from court systems around the country. What a lot of people don't realize because they don't think about it like we do is that getting data from state court trial systems is really difficult because there are more than 3,000 of them in the United States. If you contrast that with the federal system that has just a single data source, PACER, of course, which is actually a pretty good system, all things considered, 
if you want to do federal district court analytics, like plenty of companies do out there, it's actually pretty easy. You cut a deal with Pacer, you buy some dockets and briefs and rulings, and you're off to the races. They're all in the same format. They're all dealing with the same body of law. You can't do that with the state court system because you, of course, have 50 different sets of state law, but it's actually considerably worse than that because in just about every state, the trial court system there is further fractured down to the level of counties. So here in California, there are 58 different counties. In Texas, there are over 200. In New York, there's over 60. Different counties can have different data formats, data structures. One county might name the judge. The other county does not name the judge in their dockets. There's just a myriad amount of problems. Those are the data problems, just even when you have it. But if you don't have it, you have to go get them. And what we do is we have deals in place with a number of counties where we can get documents pursuant to agreements. There are ways to get documents through third parties. There are ways to get them just from the internet. There are a lot of different ways to get them, but it's a really significant challenge. The two big challenges in our business are first, data acquisition, and then two, the data problems and how you overcome them. How do you choose which states to focus on? Unsurprisingly, we focus on big states. We tend to go where the business is and we concentrate on the heavily populated states. And even within them, we concentrate on the large metropolitan areas. So using California as an example, we cover about half the state in terms of the number of counties, but those counties that we cover amount to nearly 90% of state litigation volume. That's what we try to achieve in the states that we cover. That's just a very cost-effective way of doing what we do. How has your approach to gathering and sharing data changed since you launched the company? It's expanded considerably. When we started the company in uh, late 2015, we were very focused on California, and our first product analyzed just judges. It was all it did. And it did so only on a few counties in Southern California. And since then, we've expanded throughout many other states. So I'd say that the basic approach hasn't changed, but the scope has changed considerably. We've just expanded the team and expanded our processes. And in so doing, just have more data than ever before. What have been the biggest challenges transitioning from practicing with a large firm to starting a legal tech company? It's all challenging. (laughs) Every bit of it. I often ponder on this and I marvel at entrepreneurs and I don't mean to say that I marvel at myself, but what we do is really hard and anyone starting a business of any size and scope is really a pretty big risk taker and it's hard to do what we do. It's just a challenge every day, but it's fun and we love it. I wouldn't have it any other way. How has the pandemic impacted your focus? The pandemic was not great for the legal industry. So a year ago, we were coming off a good year in 2019 and expecting a similarly good year in 2020. And then all of a sudden COVID hits and law firms close down, start laying people off, courts close for months, litigation ground to a halt. Corporate legal department budgets got cut. It really was a very big problem for the industry. We were very pleased that our renewal rate stayed extremely high. We only lost one or two customers and made it up with new customers gained. And so we actually finished the year up revenue-wise, which we're quite proud of. There are plenty of legal technology products that law firms cut or limited their usage of, and ours, fortunately, was not one of them. But it was not great for the industry, obviously, and for our employees... Everyone's been working from home since March, which is not great. So here I sit all alone in our big office in Los Angeles, and it's a very strange thing. And we're hopeful, by the way, that we can return our employees to the office later this year. Last year, in a lot of ways, was a lost year for big segments of the industry. Where do you see the analytics sector headed? 
I see it heading towards ubiquity. I don't think we're there yet. In fact, I would argue we're not close. We as a business have done a very good job of getting the early adopters out there, but there is still a vast number of law firms and lawyers and also corporate legal departments and to a lesser extent insurance companies. There are vast numbers of people out there that could benefit from litigation analytics that don't even know what it is or don't use it properly or really much at all, the industry over the next several years will really discover in mass the power of Gavalytics and other tools like it, particularly in the federal space. People will understand that you need to measure things. If you're going to litigate in front of a particular judge, you should know what that judge is like. If you're going to fight with opposing counsel, you should know what that opposing counsel tends to do. If you're going to pitch for business, you should understand your own law firm and what your law firm's litigation experiences are. It's remarkable how little many law firms know about themselves, let alone their competitors. So one of the benefits of our tool is we not only can tell you what your own law firm is doing with respect to state court litigation and what it's done, but we can tell you what your competitors are up to and who their clients are. As the market comes to truly understand that litigation analytics enables you to engage in sophisticated tactical litigation planning, just really helps you become a better litigator. I think we understand that these tools help with business development. They also help with legal research and drafting. When people understand that litigation analytics platforms like Gavalytics can do these things, then really they'll become commonplace. We're a little bit in the era that's comparable to the transition that took place about 30 years ago when legal research migrated from books to online platforms. That started in the early 90s. There were laggards and there were law firms and lawyers that refused to use Westlaw and Lexis online and wanted to continue using the books. We're seeing somewhat of that same sort of generational transition today where some of the more sophisticated lawyers are using products like this and some of the other ones are not. And those that do will benefit. This is Ari Kaplan speaking with Rick Merrill, the founder and CEO of Gavalytics, a litigation analytics company. Rick, thanks so much, and I wish you continued success. Thank you. I appreciate it. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Reinventing Professionals podcast. Visit ReinventingProfessionals.com or AriKaplanAdvisors.com to learn more.